Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. God. All right, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11 to verse 12. We're looking at how to identify and take down satanic wiles. We've done some extensive teaching in this series called Contending Prayer. I've already gotten the weakness of God to bring it out as a book eventually. Your understanding of spiritual warfare is very critical. What did I say? Because if you don't understand spirit, biblical spiritual warfare, you may be fighting the wrong fight. And there is nothing as frustrating as fighting the wrong fight. Because there is a fight we fight. And in that fight, God fights with us. The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? That only happens when you fight the fight the way he has asked you to fight it. Did you hear what I said? Write this down. In spiritual warfare, your opinion does not matter. What did I say? Say it again. You know the reason why? This war began before you were born. Is that not true? And when we go to heaven, if Jesus tarries, it will still continue. So the, the, you, you need to understand the war as revealed in the scripture and what is expected of you in the fight so you can fight well. If you don't un have a biblical understanding of spiritual warfare, you're going to be victim of a lot of funny stuff. What did I say? A lot of funny stuffs. Very funny stuffs. You're going to make assumptions. You're going to make miscalculations. And the devil will mess you up big time. Because our advantage in this warfare is truth. Everybody say truth. And this truth is defined within the context of the person of Christ and what he has done. Anything outside of that, it will not help you in spiritual warfare. Did you hear what I said? Whether you are from Africa, Europe, Asia, your nationality doesn't count in spiritual warfare. Are you hearing me? Because nobody knows the color of Satan's skin. Because it's not important. Are you hearing me? Jesus also did not talk about his skin when he, when he, was, when he was allowed himself to be born as a man. Why? Because it's not important. This warfare is a spiritual warfare. What is spiritual? What the eyes cannot see. So you need to know how to fight it the way of God. So you can enforce your advantage. Write this down. Christ has given us advantage in spiritual warfare. Write this down. Write it down. Write it down. Christ has what? Given us advantage in spiritual warfare. And where does that advantage come from? The advantage comes from his finished works on the cross of Calvary. What Jesus went to do 
on the cross was not for him. It was for me and you. It wasn't his sin that took him to the cross. It was your sin and my sin. Predominantly the Adam, the sin of Adam. Because through Adam's transgression, we all made sinners. And so collectively speaking, both the one born and yet to be born, when Jesus hung on the cross, he wasn't hanging for himself. In fact, when he was hanging, if you remember what happened, why Mary was crying, John was crying, he wasn't crying. He wasn't. He told them, he said, look, don't weep for me, weep for yourself. <laughs> I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing it for you. So weep for yourself. Say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I am dying for them. The people that were crucifying Christ, he was dying for them. So that's how magnanimous God's love is. Our sins took him there because he loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. So it's important you have the right scriptural orientation of spiritual warfare, or else you'll be doing some stupid things. Are, are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? What is spiritual warfare about? Ephesians 6 verse 11. What does it say? Let's read it. Ephesians 6 verse 11. What did he say? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Spiritual warfare, it's about standing against the wiles of the devil. What is spiritual warfare? Standing against the wiles of the devil. And what did we say wiles are? Lying deception. The word lie means false or falsehood. And the word false or falsehood means that which is untrue. Then the word deception means to mislead. From the word deceive. Alright? And, and when you deceive someone, you mislead the person. And because it's a lying deception, you mislead the person with a lie. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And, and that's not difficult to appreciate and understand because in John 8.44, our commander-in-chief gave us the security briefing on the MO of Satan, his modus operandi, the way he operates. It, it, wrote John 8.44 identifies Satan as a liar. You must never forget that. The devil is what? I didn't hear you. The devil is what? It's not just a liar, but what? He's the father of it. So he lies by nature. He's a liar by nature. One of the corruption that hit him was, was, was he became, his nature became that of a lie. Satan is lie personified. He lies by nature and he lies by act. And he uses lies as a tool of deception. He uses lies to mislead or deceive men. And the only antidote for lie is truth. But not truth defined by you. But truth defined within the context of Christ as a person and his finished work. Because today you have people saying, my truth. Have you heard that before? Have you heard people say, my truth? Say, you have your truth. I have my truth. Any truth version that is not Christ-based cannot handle the wives of the devil. Did you hear what I said? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Right. So we said the only way to 
identify and dismantle satanic wiles is through the knowledge and application of the truth. So our warfare is against satanic wiles. Everybody say the wiles of the devil. Now let's go to verse 12, everybody. Please make sure you're getting this. It's very important you understand it. What did he say in verse 12? For we wrestle. Underline the word wrestle if you are using a manual Bible. Or you can highlight it if you are using an electronic one. For we wrestle not. He first tells us what we are not wrestling with first. Before he told us what we are wrestling with. Is that not so? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. The first time that word was used was when Peter received the revelation from God and Jesus said to him, flesh and blood has not, that's Matthew 16, flesh and blood has not revealed this thing to you. But my Father which is in heaven. So what does flesh and blood refer to? Number one, it refers to humans. Write that down. Flesh and blood refers to what? Humans. Flesh and blood also refers to human understanding. Two things. Flesh and blood refers to what? Humans. That means natural men without the imprint of divinity. Natural men, people who are not saved. All right? People who their understanding is not a product of the revelation of God's word. So natural understanding acquired from experience, you know, acquired from education. There is an understanding that is acquired from experience and there's an understanding that is acquired from education. All right? But, but, but as far as it's within the context of human, okay, it's different from what we're dealing with. Whatever experience, there is no course you will go and read in university that will teach you how to deal with the devil. Not one. They will teach you Bible knowledge, you but if you want to deal with Satan, you can only deal with Satan with the revelation of the truth of what Christ has done. That's all. That's why in the Old Testament, Satan was more like a mystery. It is only when Christ was revealed that the authority to deal with Satan was released. In the Old Testament, authority wasn't given to Satan, over Satan. Why? Because when he deceived Adam... He took the authority of Adam and functioned with it. Did you hear what I said? That was what he flaunted before Jesus in the temptation in the book of Luke chapter 4. He said, I will give you all this that has been given to me. Who gave him? Adam. When Adam sinned, he yielded to Satan and gave the same authority access that God gave to him to the devil. And God recognized it. To tell you how powerful that was, when Moses died in the book of Jude, when Moses died, there was a quarrel between Michael and Satan over the body of Satan. Michael on the level he was couldn't deal directly. So because he recognized the authority of Adam that was speaking through Satan. So you know what Michael did in order to default? He said he not defaulted to the higher authority, which was God. He says, the Lord rebuke you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But praise God when Jesus rose from the dead. Revelations 1.18 says very clearly, he said, I am he that was dead. I am alive forevermore. I have in my hands the keys of hell and death. Glory be to God. That word keys means authority. 
So the authority that Satan once commanded and willed in the Old Testament, he doesn't have it anymore. You didn't hear what I said? Because that's where the understanding of spiritual warfare comes. Because some of you, the knowledge you are using for spiritual warfare is Old Testament knowledge that is not filtered through the redemption of Christ. So you are not even using it with your advantage in Christ. You are still using it with the same, you know, when you quote Daniel, in the book of Daniel, where the prince of Pesha withstood uh, uh, the angel that was bringing the solution. Satan doesn't have that authority anymore. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know why? Because the authority we have in and through Christ is higher than him now. We are seated with Christ where? In the heavenly places, far above what? All! Somebody shout all! all. You better know what you have, oh. Are you hearing me? Because if you don't know what you have, you can't fight. Hello? Spiritual warfare is not practicing native doctor. You combine some sound, combine some prophet, uh, Jeremiah, combine some uh, Isaiah, then go and pick Habakkuk because his name is very strong. Habakkuk. Habakkuk. They collect Habakkuk. John. They collect Nehum. As if you are missing concussion. Then you now rinse all of them, shake them, shake them, shake them together. That's not spiritual warfare. Jesus didn't fight like that. Did you hear what I said? Are you still with me? Because that's what some of you are You are practicing native doctor with the Bible. So you bring this one, you collect this one. Then you bring this one, you go mix them together. Then you shake everything. When you, so when you're raising a bomb, nuclear bombs, there's nothing like that. See, I said, and I bomb you with the nuclear bomb of the Holy Ghost. That is not in the scripture. Did you hear what I said? By the way, the power of God is more bigger than nuclear bomb. Oh, you didn't hear what I said? Yeah. Bible says God is a consuming fire. So when you don't have understanding, you start looking for human language to make you feel good. I bomb you with bazooka of the spirit. Which bazooka? It's not like bazooka in the spirit. It's not like that. Stop it. You're just introducing nonsense. You are complicating your ignorance with, with rubbish. Just go to the word of God and know what the weapons of our warfare is and engage them. The job, one of Satan's classic line technique is to complicate what God has made simple in Christ. You didn't hear what I said. Because if you are a very religious person, what I'm telling you now will begin to anger you. Because you plan today by 3 a.m. in the morning, you will, you will bring out your collection of Bible and begin to shake, 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 like somebody that will be beating, boy, shake, 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 hey, hey. No, come on now, what's wrong with you? The way some of you pray is as if God is confused. As if God doesn't even know what he wants to do. It's as if the devil, what the devil has done to you is, is giving God a headache to figure out to help you. And once you begin to think like that, then the lie of the enemy has entered your mind. You're not thinking straight. You're not thinking truth. You're not thinking with the manipulation of Satan through your circumstance. Be very careful, especially when you're dealing with a situation that looks prolonged. Satan can just make it a little bit intricate and complicated and play some line technique on your mind and you will come up with some kind of viewpoint, some angle to what you're going through and Satan will use that to hold you 10 years. You will not live there. You start making conclusions that are not in agreement with redemption. These are all products of the wise of the devil. As I was sitting there, I was just meditating on something. Behind every satanic assault, behind every satanic attack is a while. In fact, the foundation of any satanic assault is a while. It's a lying deception. Anywhere you see the devil operating, 
somebody has been lied to or deceived that has opened the door there. Are you hearing me? And it takes the knowledge of the truth of Christ and what he has done to be able to decode it, open it, and see through the lies of the devil. Jesus walked into a temple one day and all the Pharisees and all the so-called religious people was there. And, and in this service, people with infirmity will come and go, with problems will come and nothing was changing. And so one, one Sabbath day, which was a Saturday, he stepped into the place and he saw a woman with a, a man with a withered hand. In their corrupt interpretation of the law, Jesus asked them a question because they didn't understand the purpose of the law. The reason why God gave the law was to reveal the helplessness of man. Do you understand that? That's why some of the thou shalt not, thou shalt not was to point to man that you are sinful and without my saving you, you can't save yourself. That's why the standard of the read, read your Bible, the law was given to expose sin. And how will he expose it? By the inability of man to keep it. That was why he created the priesthood. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So they didn't understand the spirit of the law. So in their fear and lack of understanding, they, they, they made several mistakes to it. Like one time, David, uh, David was hungry with his men when Saul was chasing them. They are not eating for days. So they ran to the temple. Now according to the law, if you are not a priest, you have no business in the temple. But these guys were too hungry to remember it. And he said, eh, um, they called, was it Abita also, the priest? He said, you get food. The man said, I don't have food. He said, what do you get? He said, well, the bread we have is the one that is the holy bread. It's only meant for me. He said, I bring it. We want to eat. The way we are, we don't know which one is holy or no holy. Just give us bread and let us eat. Now, if you were to look at it, you would have thought that God would have struck them dead immediately. One of the disciples were coming with you. You know, the way they were moving during Jesus' time. If it's some of you, you will not follow Jesus. That's the truth. You will not follow him. The, the way some of you serve God now. If it was Jesus' time, I trust me, you will not follow him. Because they were doing legacy events. If they want to preach in Lagos, they will trek to Lagos. If they want to preach in Calabar, they will trek to Calabar. If they want to preach in uh, Sokoto, they will trek to Sokoto. If they want to preach in Bauchi, they will trek to Bauchi. If they want to preach in uh, Kaduna, they will trek. How many of you will do that one? They will sleep. Anywhere they reach, they will, they will they rest. Next day, they will continue. As he's going, that's how he's going from one place to another. Do, I hope you know that. Then if the place they want to go is by river, then they will not enter ship. They will not cross them because they can't swim the length. They will not cross them by river. Then when they, they start trekking. So, trek, 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 trek. There is no horse that can go that far the way they are going because they will have to feed the horse. They have not finished feeding themselves. Is it horse they want to feed? So, if, if you were to follow Christ, some of you, you are too, you are too sweet to follow Jesus. The way some of you are. Guys, then it's smart. Hey, hey. You are lazy, very lazy. And some of you have turned into psychedelic. Oh, yes. You won't go far. You know, you can't die, die. Forget it. You can't go far. You are, you, are, you are a lazy person. Very lazy. They were walking under the sun. Hot sun. So one day they were coming. And they were passing one garden, and they had not eaten for a long time. So they saw corn. They didn't even wait for the corn to be cooked or roasted. They just started picking at it. And it was a Sabbath day. And I don't know how these guys, there were, were some people that were always following them. Say, Jesus, look at what your disciples are doing. They are committing sin against the Sabbath. Why are they eating with unwashed hands? Have you ever been hungry that you forgot to wash your hands to eat? Has it happened to you before? It has happened to me several times, so. 
It's, in fact, when you are in the middle of the food, you say, hey, I know what shall I know. So if you they kill for not kissing. People say, why did they not wash their hands? They are going against the tradition of the elder. Jesus said, your problem is that you have exalted your tradition above the word of God. That the Sabbath was not made against man, was meant for man because of Christ. Am I making any sense? So in the temple, a man had a widow and Jesus asked them, is it good to do good on a Sabbath day? They were watching him. You know, he wanted to catch them. Why they were figuring how they were going to ask him? Because to question and answer Christ was politics for them. But they were looking for a way to trap him. So why they were trying to figure and answer it, they said, stretch your hand. And the man stretched his hand and the man became restored. Then he now saw another woman that was bound. The woman was like this. And he called her. He now asked them another question again. They were looking at him. He said, this woman is a daughter of Abraham, whom the spirit of infirmity has bound for how many years? 18 years. If you have read your Bible well, 18 years. We should not be free because God wants us free from that. Proving that all sickness are product of Satan's oppression. Jesus, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he spoke to the woman, the woman became straight and she was free. So behind every assault of Satan is a wile of the devil. Satan can only afflict who he has deceived. Did you hear what I said? Write that down. Satan can only do what? Can only afflict whom he has deceived. He has to lie to you for him to be able to reach you. And, and hear this, Satan is, listen to this, and I want you to write this down. Satan is always after what, he wants to influence what you know. He wants to influence what? what? So the target, write this down, the target of satanic wiles is the mind. The target of what? Satanic wiles is what? Where is it? The mind. And the mind is a, in a part of you called the soul. You are a spirit being because God made you in his image and after his likeness. And if God is a spirit, we are offspring of the same nature. The same gene that God is of, that's what we're made from. We're offspring of divinity. Say I'm an offspring of divinity. Some of you are just saying, you don't know what you're saying. Say it again. Say it again. You know what an offspring is? It means you're a product. You are a product of divinity. You are a product of the divine nature. The day you got born again, you were born from eternal life. So your spirit is new. Your soul is that part of you that is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotion. That's the part of you that learns. That's the part of you that enables your spirit to relate. It also provides information for your spirit to, to pick from the natural realm as well as the spirit realm. So the soul is like a bridge between the spirit of man and the body of man. It's part of you. It's inside you. Then man is, has a body which you are looking at. You're not looking at me. You're looking at my body. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at your body. So the way you think about yourself must be right. That's why don't interpret your feeling as you. Say I have headache. No, you don't have headache. Your body is feeling headache. Did you hear what I said? Did you understand what I'm saying? Because who you are as a spirit being cannot be sick. Did you hear what I said? For you to be sick, Jesus must be sick. 
And let me ask you a question. Is Jesus sick? As he is. No, no, no. Personalize it. As he is. As he is. As he is. Are you, are you, are you listening or are you actually chatting? As he is. Answer it loud. As he is. So if as he is, so are you. And Christ is righteousness. That means you are the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God can never be sick. So in your spirit you can. But your body can. The only way to hit it and to prevent that is to apply God's word to your body. And that's why the Bible, one of the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to quicken or release the life of God into our physical body. That's what we do by faith. When we say you are healed, what it simply means is that the healing in your spirit flows into your body and drives away the sickness. Did you hear what I said? Are you getting what I'm saying? All right, it's important you understand that. Behind every assault is a satanic wile. And the target of all wiles of the devil is where? The mind. Everybody say the mind. The mind of man controls the entire functioning of the person. Because your mind determines what you think, how you think, and how you function. The way you think determines the way you function. And Satan is interested in the way you think. Because if he can sell his lie to your mind, then everything will take care of itself. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He's interested in your mind. That's why he engages that. So let's go to verse 12. It says, Put on the old armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So, what will help you stand against the wiles of the devil? I didn't hear you. Some, some people were still saying armor of God. It's not the armor of God that will make you stand against the wiles of the devil. That's not what the Bible said. It is putting on. Hmm? If it's not put on, then you can't stand against once you put it on, then you can stand against the wiles of the devil. A big difference. The armor of God gives you the equipping to be able to identify and dismantle satanic wiles. That's what the armor of God does. Write this down. I will show you where it is when we begin to look at the armor of God. The foundation of the armor, the entire armor of God is truth. There's a place where it calls it the armor of light and the armor of truth. There are two, when we talk about the armor of God, we'll look at that. The armor of God is called the armor of light and it's also called the armor of truth because every part of the armor is based on truth. Are you hearing me? Very good. So he now takes us, after establishing what the warfare is about, which is to stand against the wiles of the devil. Are you with me? Then he takes us to verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And I told you, flesh and blood refers to two things. Humans and human understanding. Which could be a product of education or experience. Then he says, but against what? Principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness. In our places. Let me warn you. What did I say? Let me warn you. The reason why God listed all these demonic forces is for the simple truth of verse 11. Our warfare is to stand against the wiles of the devil. And all these forces that are listed here are satanic forces 
with only one primary objective and objective alone. Are you hearing me? And that objective is to advance the agenda of the wiles of the devil. Did you hear what I said? Are you hearing me? Each of these expressions that were used to capture the formation of Satan's army are used to illustrate what they do. Did you understand me? We are not interested in their character or in terms of who they are, but we are in the warfare, these things are listed to illustrate what they do. Did you hear what I said? Hello? Yeah. When, when, we did, when, when we're still growing and we're into a lot of deliverance, there were some areas that they entered and I knew this was off the Bible. They, they, they now created what they call demonology. In the first place, there's nothing like demonology. Because Jesus didn't send us to study demons. Are you hearing me? Demon, they call it demonology. <laughs> then they just tell us the different kinds of demons. Then in marine demons, I don't want to go into that. So, so before these people are doing, it's okay. What we did was stronger than your own. If parade calls one, one of these days will come, he will tell you. Obiquitous demon, this one demon, tree demon, that demon. The, one day, and I said, um, I said, can I ask a question? I said, if this is what Jesus was doing, I'm not sure he will fulfill his ministry in three years. Old. I'm not sure. Because all he preached on was the kingdom of God. Is it not true? All he preached was in the kingdom of God. That was what he preached. The kingdom of God was about God's plan, purpose, as revealed through the coming of Christ and what God wants to do in the lives of men. And he also mentioned on several occasions very, very little about Satan's intent to stop what God wanted to do. So please, don't, don't, don't learn the wrong thing and don't f focus or emphasize the wrong thing. Principalities, when we, when we look at that somewhere along the teaching, I will explain them. But the emphasis is the armor of God. Because any smart soldier knows that if you are fighting a war, you only focus on your advantage that gives you the edge over the war. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, are you hearing me? Focusing, I use the word, having unscriptural focus on your enemy is a hindrance itself. I use the word unscriptural focus. Because there is a scriptural focus that identifies the devil as a father of lie and he lies. Am I making any sense? So your, your emphasis on the enemy must be guided by the spirit of God and the word of God. Are you hearing me? Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? <laughs> Please understand that. Because there are some of you that have gone to places that you will not tell us the story. A guy that used to come to our church came one day and I know the only reason he came to me was because they did something to him that made him afraid. That's why I came to confess. So he says, I need to see you. I said, what is it? Um, I, I, I could sense fear. So I said, what is it? Um, you know, there's this problem in my family, in this about so-so-so person in the house, and as a result, you know, and I say I should come to one place, that they will pray for me, and uh, when I went there, and uh, the guy has one big bell, has one uh, garment, and I said, they should do so-so-so, they should do so, so, and so, and so thing. And uh, when they were praying, they were ringing the bell for me. And they now said, so, 
It was when they said he would die, that was when he came. When he was going there, he didn't tell me. I'm sure he missed some Bible study because he wanted to go there. So let's, let's, let's let the truth of God's word guide us. Amen. He said we wrestle against principalities. Why are they called principalities? Because of what they do. I'll tell you what it means later. Um, powers against the rulers. We know these powers are lying powers. Is that not so? Because the devil is a liar. Every, the character, just as the armor of God is established on the foundation of truth, the operation of these demonic forces are, 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 are based on a lie. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? On a lie. Everybody say a lie. lie. Yeah. And how do you identify the lie? We said the truth as defined within the context of Christ as a person and what he has done. That's what defines truth for us. Did you hear what I said? Not, not, not social media, not public opinion. No. Truth is defined in Christ for us. Outside Christ, there is no truth. In fact, it's a lie. Because he said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and what? The life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Hallelujah. So Christ came to unveil the way, the truth, and the life to you and I. So we wrestle against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. I will explain that later, but not now. But the point I want you to understand is the essence of all this demonic army is to advance one cause and one cause alone. What is it? Wiles of the devil. Did you hear what I said? That, that's their purpose. Now, let me begin to build this up. Are we here? I said our warfare as a Christian or as a believer is centered on dealing with the wiles of the devil. We have seen that in the scriptures. And also, we stand against. Very good. Our wrestling with the demonic is over the wiles of the devil. Our wrestling or struggling is not, it's not because the demonic are more powerful. No. If you think the devil is powerful, they have lied to you. You are under the influence of their wiles. Every satanic oppression or harassment that you have felt is a product of a lying deception of Satan. There is a lie Satan is sold to you. I remember when I was growing up, you know those dreams you used to have? I don't dream them anymore. You know, you run somebody with pursuing and somebody wants to kill you, then while you're trying to escape, you will not get to someone in the, in the running, your leg will not stick. How many of you know what I mean by that? Then you want to run. As it's about to hit you, you will not wake up. Hey, has that ever happened to you before? Yeah. I will never forget the day it stopped. Never. I was sleeping that night. I started understanding my authority in Christ and what Christ has given to me. Are you paying attention to this thing? Please listen, no. <laughs> because the evil day will come. That's what, what, what the Bible says. If you don't know how to stand in the evil day, you will not be able to, you will be able to have victory. When I woke up, I got so angry because I now had light. I understood who I am. You know what I said to myself? I said, listen, I will go back to this dream. I will, as I sleep, this dream will continue in Jesus' name. And in this dream, I will be the one doing the chasing in Jesus' name. That's what I said. As soon as my head hit the pillow, the dream continued. But this time, it was me that was not pushing whatever was pushing me. That's where it stopped. I had light. I couldn't see the lie when I didn't know the truth. 
Some of you, there are some things that are oppressing you. You probably believe it's your fault. That's why the devil is oppressing you. You probably believe because of what your grandfather did 20 years ago. That's why you are being punished for what your grandfather did. In the first place, you are your grandfather. Are you mate? No. Were you born in the same time? No. You, did you exist in the same time? No. So are you telling me because you went to do something 20 years ago, went into one bush, and once demon appeared and said, mortgage all your family. It wasn't my life to give. It's his life. It's not my life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But there's a lie say, that will sell to you that just because somebody did something with you, you have no more say. You have no more control. That you will not suffer now. Because of something your father did 300 years ago. The Bible declares the cost costless will not stand. And it is the soul that sinned that shall die. I was not there when he did what he did. So I will not accept as responsibility to my reality and time choices that were made 200 years ago. For me to believe that lie, that means I will buy Satan's lie and accept it, then when I do that, I now have a leg, I've given Satan legitimacy to my own time and zone. That's why before the enemy can step in, he has to deceive you first. You didn't hear what I said. If he can't deceive you, then he can't step in. That's why the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Why? Because if you give him place, then he will take everything. Did you understand what I'm saying? There are some of you now, let me tell you, there are things that are happening to you now. You are not saying it to say, I talk come. I talk come. I talk come. Now, what happened to Papa Johnny be this? Uh-huh. It does start with me. I know. You, why you are thinking Satan is sponsoring the lie to you? Say, I talk come. I talk come. I talk come. I talk come. Listen, the fact that it happened to the one direct, uh, uh, immediately uh, uh, directly connected to you and the one before that one and the one before that one does not mean it should apply to you. If you agree with that, then you are saying what Jesus did is rubbish. That means there is no reason for the blood of Jesus. The Bible says in uh, Ephesians 1, 7, in whom, Jesus, we have, present tense, redemption through his blood. So the question is, which one will you believe? Will you believe the sad, sore story of your family heritage and ancestral history of oppression and torture? Or will you believe the report that God has given concerning his son with regards to who you are? In the first place, who saved you? Who got you born again? So are you telling me your salvation is haphazard? Eh? It didn't save you very well, save you small. Or the power of salvation is not enough to save you from the harassment. Because this is where, especially for those of us in the African region, because of the level of poverty, one of the ways Satan promulgates deception is through poverty. Poverty is lack of entitlement of basic rights and privileges. That's why most politicians use poverty as a weapon to influence people to get what they want from them. It is actually an insult for a politician to come and give you 5000 Naira, so you can vote for him. That just confirms that you are a fool for life. Are you understand what I'm saying? If what you have is so important, why is he willing to pay 5,000 for it? Or don't pay money at all? It simply means you don't know what you have. He's coming to buy what you have so he can use it to continue his, his reign of oppression in your life. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's the same thing the devil does. In fact, they learned it from the devil. He comes to you and he tries to convince you not to put any value or importance in the advantage that you have in Christ. Then he uses memories of your mistakes, memories of your regret, memories of your bad family history. And he uses that condemnation to hit you hard so that you can be under guilt and feel blame that the reason you can't progress if you go what somebody did 40 years ago, even apart from the father loves you, so he won't do that. But I'm sure some of the angels will just be looking at you like this and saying, wow. If only this child of God knows what Jesus did for her and did for him, he won't think like this. Do you know what the Bible says about us? That the angels were wondering. Read your Bible. They were like, what will, especially when Jesus died on the cross, when, when he was hungry, they, they could not fathom it. How the Son of God will hang on the cross and will become sin because of man. Ah, no, they don't get this. They don't. First of all, the first wonder that heaven behold was when man was created. Because when they looked at man, they saw that man was a reflection of the image of God. That itself was a wonder. Then, after man sinned, and God now came in form of a man to rescue man, was another wonder for the angels. So, even the angels of God that are sent to serve you, they look at you with wonder, and are like, whoa. Bible says in first verse, they even desire to inquire concerning what you are now, now share in Christ. Then you that is a beneficiary of the victory, because of your ignorance, and I, I tell you why people are ignorant. I've told you, when you have a poor word culture, you don't like the word of God, you will never know truth. So you coming to church is religious. You only come to second service. You uh, probably, you miss Bible study. You come once in a very long while. So you're, there's no continuity and consistency in your hearing and study of the word. So your knowledge of God is... is, is uh, um, is a Frankenstein's different connection. You only started at the beginning of the series. When they saw you was three months later. So the one you heard from the beginning and the three months, the connection, there's no connection. Everything is disjointed. And, and, and when you are speaking, you are like a conflict of scripture. Because you, 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 you don't understand where your priority lies. And you don't understand that your advantage is in the knowledge of who you are in him. That's why the wise of the devil tribes. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in the high places. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <laughs> All right. Are we still here? Let's continue. Our warfare, here it is. Our wrestling is not because the demonic are more powerful. If any of you think Satan is more powerful, then you have a doctrine problem. And, and as some of you, all it takes to mess you up is just one bad dream. You just dream, somebody shot you, boom, in the dream. Then you go to, hey, hey, hey. Then your heart starts beating. Hey, hey, hey. 
Hey, in your own localized understanding, you have exalted your dream above the written word. Because you are not a professor of your dream. When I dream, it happen. That means somebody won't shoot me. Somebody won't kill me. That's how your head starts working. You will not go to what has been written, which is the eternal counsel and wisdom of God, and find that, that if God be for me, nothing can be against me. You will not do that. In fact, you will... They shoot me for dream They shoot me for dream You have told 10 people in the one day. You are just telling the devil that you believe that dream that he suggested to your mind that appeared in your dream. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Please hear me. No. Christ has defeated the demonic for us. Say that. Say it, everybody, louder. One more time. If you are not saying that, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Say it one more time. What does that mean? He has defeated Satan. He has defeated demons. And he has defeated the oppression of that. Let's confirm that from scripture quickly. Everybody, Ephesians... Okay, let's not get that. Let's we'll, we'll just hold on. I'll, I'll get to that shortly. But I, I want to establish something before we go there. I'll, I'll confirm that. Now, hear this. We are positionally higher than Satan and his works. We are what? Say we are positionally higher than Satan. You know why you're positionally higher than Satan? Because of your union with Christ. Let me ask you. A governor and a president, which one is more powerful? Eh? Why? Because he has control over the entire country. Let me give you an example. Recently, if you're following the news, there was the debate, and I think some states have started implementing it, of having state police. You remember? Maybe some of you don't know that. But, but then some of the governors now said that they want to equip their state police that they want to start providing some kind of weapons for them. Because the entire police force, and the army, they are under the control of the president. He's called the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. So ultimately, the police, the, uh, um, the army, navy, all the arm, they report to who? The president, not to the governor. If the governor needs security, whatever, even in the state, the commissioner does not really report directly to the governor. He reports to the IG, the inspector general of police, who reports to who? The president. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Huh? Yeah, because he is the president. So positionally speaking, whether you like him or not, whether you voted for him or not, his position gives him certain powers and rights to command. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because positionally, he is the president. So you know what the, pre the presidency said? That according to the constitution, no state has power to equip their police without the consent of the presidency. And that's where it stopped. So some of the government got angry. What kind of thing is this one? But he has spoken. He has spoken. And no governor has any right to go, because the constitution protects their powers. That's what they call separation of powers. The constitution defines it and protects their power. So the governor knows where he starts and where he ends. And the president knows where he starts and where he 
Very good. Now, Christ is the source of all authority and power. He said all power in what? In heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Then that power was given on two bases, his position and his name. He said, wherefore God highly exalted him and gave him a name that is what? Above every other name that at the name of who? Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Say what me say, Christ is the most high. Come on, say that. Say Christ is the most high. If you read the book of Colossians, the Bible says everything is under him, both spiritual and physical. They are under him. So positionally speaking, Christ is absolute authority. But this is the good news. Turn your Bible to Ephesians 2, everybody. Because you need to know your advantage before we begin to engage him. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Quickly. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Are you learning something? Yes, oh boy, you better learn it because the evil days are coming. It's not a bad prophecy. Evil days is when your faith will be tested. It will happen. And if you don't know truth, you become a victim. We saw that from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Those who do not love the truth will ultimately perish because they don't have what it takes to dethrone Satan. All right. Um, Ephesians 2 verse 5 and 6. Are you there? Let's read verse 5 and 6 together. What did he say? Even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved. Tell your neighbor, say, by grace, I am saved. He explained to us what happened to us the day we got born again. We were made alive in Christ. The word quicken means to be given divine life. You, you were born again. A new you was produced from the life of God. Say amen. That's why it says, if any man be in Christ, what is he? He's a new creature. And I like the statement he puts there in the bracket. By grace. <laughs> Somebody say, by grace. By grace. By grace. You are saved. I love this. What is grace? For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That even though he was rich, yet for our sake, he became poor. That we through his poverty might be made rich. Are you hearing me? And, and the highest level of riches is no money. The highest level of riches his position. Did you hear what I said? I watched a video Paris sent me. 20 things that the Queen of England can do. Have you seen it on YouTube? Maybe some of you should go and Google it. In YouTube. 20 things that the Queen of England can do. She's late now. One of the things that her position gives her power, she doesn't pay tax. The nation of UK and Australia, they pay tax to her. She will have to veto and certify any prime minister. After the people vote, she has to give a consent before the prime minister can do anything. Also, by virtue of her position, listen, oh, she does not need a passport to go anywhere in the world. Not if you don't need a passport, obviously you don't need a visa too, Abby. Because they have to stamp the visa on the passport. So she does not need a visa to go anywhere. I want to ask you a question. Why are they giving her that, that respect? Is it because of her? Her position as the queen. You see, your problem is this. You've defined wealth in Nara and Koba, and that is a poverty mindset. 
for some of you. All it takes to just pay, if I just call some of you, I say, take $10,000 now. The way you will roll on this ground for just $10,000. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, 10 mega. I don't blame you, it's our Naira I blame. Because some of you now know that Naira is almost 700 Naira, black market. Official rate is 400 something. Black market is 700 something. So in your brain now, as you are rolling on the floor, your brain is doing small calculations. Seven, ten thousand times seven hundred and three, ten thousand. Jesus, ten thousand times ten thousand. Ten thousand. Hey! In our poverty, they worry you. You are more richer than that. Write it down. The highest riches is position. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think politicians are spending money the way they are spending money? Because they want position of what? Power. When they have that position, they can do anything. So if a politician gives you 20 million, you will, it's poverty that will make you think that he has done something big for you. No. That 20 million he gave to you is an investment. Did you hear what I said? Have you not heard that no politician spends money? They don't spend money. They invest money. Because if they put money in... Okay, let me tell you some examples. I don't want to mention the state. There was one particular state in the east. Some of you will know. That's your business. The person who sponsored him to power came and arrested him. They kidnapped governor. I didn't say anything, no. I always told you the story that happened. They came and kidnapped governor. You know why? Because when they sponsored him there, agreement was signed. A particular portion of the budget must come to your sponsors. What do you think is the concept behind political godfather? The service of the people for we are. So this governor was now not playing according to terms and condition. They gave me first warning, gave me second warning. Since he was not, because by what he did, he had mortgaged some of his privileges to them. So those people were acting. Based. So he, 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 they, he had con they had control over some of his security forces because of the agreement that he had with them. So they so before the guy went into hiding, the man said that they kidnapped me, or governor. So the highest wealth is position. And can I tell you something? If you are born into a position of wealth, the same privileges that follows that position will follow you. Every child born into the royal family in England, they are wealthy for life. They don't think about money like you. Do you understand me? Because some of you, is salary. Now you're... Now you're um, 24,215 era that you get a month. The reason for that change is because they do African magic for your tax for you. Just do, just do one, they collect things here. They give you the rest. All right? You, you, many of you are led by salary mentality. They don't think like that. They don't wake up in the morning thinking of what to eat. What to eat for life is there. Do you understand me? They, they don't wake up in the morning to think of how to pay rent. Pay rent. The country pays to them. The tax of the country comes to them. So they are entitled because of their position. 
They are wealthy not because of how much they have in the bank, but because of the position they've been born into. When you were saved, you were saved into a position. Read the next verse. Come on. Let's go. Verse 6. Go to verse 6. Are we there? Can we do that together? I want to go. And had raised us up together and made us sit. Hold on. See, let me help you understand. That word sit doesn't mean to sit on a chair. <laughs> In case you're wondering. That word sit on a chair is a governmental language. When you are made to sit together with a privileged position, it simply means that you have been enthroned to legally benefit from the power and the privilege of that position. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That means anything that belongs to Christ now belongs to you. Anything he commands, now you have authority to command. Everything that bows to him, bows to you. Not because you are from Delta State. Not because you are from Imo State. Not because you are from Rivers. Not because you are Equerry. Not because of your ethnicity. Because you have been raised and made to sit together in heavenly places in who? In Christ Jesus. Are you hearing me? So when the Bible says, wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Whatever bows to Christ must bow to you. God, you know why? Because when you got born again, you were raised and born into that position. That's why the Bible says in Romans, one of the most amazing chapters of the Bible you need to read and meditate is Romans chapter 8. It gives you a portrait of your victory status with Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because once you're born again, the Bible tells you who you are. You are now a son of God. You are now a heir of God and a joint hair with Christ. Why are you a joint hair? Because you have been raised together, made to sit together in heavenly places. And can I say something? Heavenly places is Christ. Is who? Christ. Where is the heavenly places? Christ. Where is he? In heavenly places is where? Is in Christ. So to be in Christ is to be in heavenly places and it's to be in the only most powerful authority place in the entire universe. That's what you command. And you say you don't know. You're still thinking like a query boy. Thinking like a, a, an born guy. Ibo man. Say no, I'm from him. Say you don't try me. That's what you're thinking. Your ethnicity, that's the lie. Satan, Satan through the wiles of the devil will push ethnicity to you. And once you buy the lie of ethnicity, then racial issue will come up in your head. You now start seeing yourself that you are suffering because you are from a particular part of the country. Do you understand that? Once you buy that lie, brothers and sisters, that, that's a bottomless pit. You will never come out. 
Because all it takes is for Satan to sit down on your head and use some histories, twisted interpretation of history to hold you in bondage. And you now feel that except somebody does something for you or to you, you can never live a complete life. Who told you that? You are grafted. You have been made to sit with the source of all authority and power, and that's Christ. Then why are you thinking like a small man? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, are you getting this? Yes, are you getting this? Yes, Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Wow, time flies. Luke 10, 19. Jesus, thank you. Luke 10, 19. We, we need to grasp this. We need to understand this. We need to know this. You need to know where you are. You need to know who you are in. And you need to know what you command. Otherwise, Satan will whip you cheap food. Can I, can I say this? In, in spiritual warfare, it is us that the devil is afraid of. Did you hear what I said? Say the devil is afraid of me. How do I know that? In James 4, 7, it said, submit yourself to God. What does it mean to submit? It means to recognize your position in Christ. Recognize the authority you have through his name. That's submission. Because you know you're not standing in yourself. You're standing in his power. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That's who you are. Once you understand that, brothers and sisters, they say, resist the devil and what will happen? The word flee means to run in terror. So the devil is afraid of you. It's not that you don't know. Many of you think that it's the other way around. The devil is afraid of you. Demons are afraid of you. They are scared stiff of you. Your presence scares them. Why? Why will it not scare them? Because as he is, so are we. But because you don't know to behave like men. You act like men. You think like men. You speak like men. And you betray your privileged position that you command in the heavens. Do you understand that the same authority and access that Jesus has to the Father, that's what you have? The same respect that God gives to Christ is the same one he gives to you. Not because of you, but because of who you are in him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Luke 10, 19, everybody. What did he say? I, I, I said this was a prophetic statement about what will happen in the church, the new creation church. He said, look, or behold, the word behold means look. I give unto you Power. That word power means authority. The authority of his position. At this particular time, Jesus hadn't died. Redemption has not made available salvation. They were still operating under the old covenant. But from the old covenant, he delegated the use of his name to them. So when they were getting excited, they said, hey, you guys, you don't even get this. Demons obeying you is not a big deal. He told them two reasons why it's not a big deal. Number one, I saw Satan fell as lightning from heaven. So there's nothing to be excited about. He's a fallen being. Number two, don't rejoice because the demon is subject to you. That's really nothing. You, you saw the way Jesus dealt with devils? Out. Mm, get out. No quarrel, no argument. No bantering for and for where you enter, where you come, who you don't do, what you don't do, where you they go, where you they come, yeah, who you they worry for the family. But you tell me what you don't do since when you enter, tell me all the things you have been doing. Then you expect the devil will not sit down and be telling you stories. Some of you like stories, though. 
I did it to his father. He will sow seed of discord and destroy the family there. Is the mama oh the mama oh mama say hey that hey miss what it be this one? They show now one year devil. He go talk talk. Now the mama now the mama be my problem. The mama my, the mama say you no go better follow for now for this village. Hey hey then I say hey Jesus like Jesus. Hey may God have mercy on you in Jesus name. Yeah. Jesus didn't have time for that. If you want to take an example of dealing with Satan, look at Jesus. You share in his position. Let to tell you how, how the devil is so afraid of me and you. Because you better know, seven area boys wanted to go and cast out the devil. They didn't even try with somebody that has a headache. They went for a full-blown madman. And they said, nah. They saw, you, you, let me tell you, have you ever asked yourself why they did it? Huh? Have you ever asked yourself why they did it? Let me tell you why. They saw the ease with which Paul casted them out. If it's the way they do it today in television, they will not try it. Do you understand? If it is this heavily scary, ooh, all the drama, they're not going to try it. Say, no, say, say, say this one. Our area needs nourish this one. We could just we could leave Matasi be. The ease with which Paul casted that demon. Ah, oh, try this thing now. You know, see the way you just do it. Say, come out. <laughs> say, come out. Say, who go try? He say, go away. All right. So they say, who go try? Say, see that Christmas, that one. Say, hey, that one, I'm going to call it. So they went to the demon. Look at him and say, in the name of Jesus. They, they did, what they did was what they saw Paul do. But there was a difference. Paul was saved. They were not saved. So, so they now look in the name of Jesus that uh, Paul preaches. Oh yeah, come out. Oh yeah, now. they expect it till we go, but they forgot that there was a relationship. So when they did that, the demon now said, "Eh?" Then the demon asked them a simple question, which reveals the superiority of our position in Christ. He said, "Jesus, I know, Paul." Why did you think he knew Paul? Because Paul was called demon destroyer, the demon destroyer of the nation. Is that why? Eh? The demon trailblazer, Iroko Trifola. Is that why? He that, that was no. He said, Jesus, I know Paul. Why did he know Paul? Because Paul was in Christ. Then he asked them, say, who na be? The question is, which right do you have to tell me to live here? Because on this ranking, when I did below me, small boys, I don't know now, okay, I will show you whom you are. Then he beat them, eh? Beat them so well. Say, next time, I know where my mouth reach and where my hand reach. Phone account, this nonsense. After the one that they drive me since now, I took up. How about that was the day their area ministry ended? But that, but there's a revelation there. The demon recognized Jesus and Paul because there's a union we have. So if if you were the one there, would have said, uh, he will call your name, say, I know you. Why? Because you are in Christ. Stop downplaying your position in Christ. 
He says, Behold, I give unto you power, authority to tread on serpent and scorpion. Read the next statement. And over some. Please answer me. And over what? Over what? Over power. The word power means ability of the enemy. Jesus said, I give you authority over all the ability of the enemy. Then he leaves us with a clause. What did he say? And nothing. Read it. I want you to use your mouth. Read it one more time. Why will anything not hurt you? Because that position, it not only gives you power over sin, it also protects you. So we say, but pastor, why are some believers being harmed? Write your Bible. What did I say? Go and prove God wrong. Go and prove him wrong. If any believer is getting harmed, it's because he's simply ignorant. And he has given place to the devil. Obviously. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why am I teaching you this? So you will know your place, you will know your power, and you will know your voice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what you carry. That's what you command. Now, nothing shall Satan. I, I, I told them in the first of it, I have a confession I made all the time. I, darkness, I owe you nothing. You know why? You know why Satan has no authority to harm us? Because Jesus paid full price. Jesus did not save us with higher purchase. He paid full price. You've been redeemed by the blood. The blood is the life of God. It was the blood that the Father saw and his mercy spoke for man. Are you hearing me? The judgment that was due man was paid by the spilling of the blood of Christ. It's called the precious, priceless blood of Christ. And that blood is what speaks over us till tomorrow. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say, I've been saved by the blood. Say it louder. Say, I've been saved by the blood. Say, I've been ransomed by the blood. Somebody shout, the blood! I've been saved by the blood. Say amen. Let, let me say some things and we're going to begin to round up. Hallelujah. We have the advantage in Christ. Say that. Personalize it. Say it two more times. Say it one more time. And what is your advantage? Your position with and in Christ. He has raised us and made us sit together with him. I didn't do that. He saved me by grace. His blood paid for me. I just believed it and I received it. And I was accorded the privilege of his position. For as he is, so am I. Not my making. Glory be to God. No, no, no. I didn't earn it by my works. I received it by faith. Are you hearing me? That's what I am. I'm a son of God. You are a son of God. Say amen. amen. Now, if we go back to what we're saying, the Bible now takes us, go back to um, Ephesians 6, verse 12. I want to tie something and I'll stop. If we now have advantage by virtue of our position in and with Christ, why did the Bible say we wrestle against, no, not, we know what the not is. We wrestle against uh, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness and I if I by virtue of my position in Christ are you still with me I have authority over Satan over demons and over the works of darkness why did the Bible says we wrestle because the word wrestle means to struggle 
But you see, if you, don't, if you don't understand scripture, you will read it wrongly. Let's understand that. Are we together? It says in Ephesians 6, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against all this. Now, why will the Bible say that? Are you hearing me? Despite our advantage that we have in Christ, the scripture says we wrestle. Now, what does the Bible mean by wrestle? Please keep in mind, don't, put, don't plug your opinion here. Your opinion is not asked for here. Let's look at what the Bible means. Are you ready for this? Now, this wrestling or this struggle, are you ready with this? Hear this. This wrestling is with the line deposit of the enemy in the mind. What did I say the target of wise is? What did I say the target of wise is? The mind is the primary warfare zone. In other words, the war we're talking about is taking place with reference to how you think first. That's the primary warfare. If you lose that warfare, you will lose the one in the heavens. Why is it a struggle? Because when we got born again, are you ready for this? And we got born again, our spirit, our identity, who we are, became brand new. But the soul part of us, who is still in touch with the realm, the salvation of the soul, which is the mind, the way you think. Hello? Hello? The way you think, the way you feel, and the way you choose, which is your soul part, the salvation of the soul, according to scripture, is a process. It's a process known as the renewing of the mind. Are you hearing me? So once you are born again, your mind must be renewed into the knowledge of your position and privilege with Christ. That's why Paul said, be not conformed to what? This word. But be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind so you may be able to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So the struggle is in the way we think. What did I say? Yeah. And Satan is interested in that. The only way to fight you in that struggle is to supply true wiles, thoughts that will make you doubt who you are and what you have. And once you doubt who you are and doubt what you have, you will struggle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hello? Are you still here? Where's the warfare? Tell me, say it's in my mind. Yeah. You're wrestling with unrenewed thoughts. Thoughts that are yet. There's something I wrote. I woke up around. I slept early yesterday because we went for a trip. I slept, woke up around 2 1. So I couldn't sleep again till after 2. But I wrote something the Holy Ghost read. After church, go and read it. It's called, What Are Your Heart Hesitation? Are you paying attention? What are your heart hesitation? Go and read it. It will help you. See, when you got born again, the next most important thing you must do is to renew your mind from all the lies and experiences and you have acquired from the system of the world. Before you got born again, you were thinking like a man. Not that you're born again. You are a son of God. You have to learn how to shift from thinking like a man to start thinking like God. Are you hearing me? It is... Human 
to be limited, but it's divine to be unlimited. For with God, all things are possible. What is impossible with men is possible with God. For you to receive that, there has to be a shift in your thinking. Do you understand that? And that shift is produced through the renewing of the mind. Until that shift takes place, even though you are the son of God, you will still be thinking like a man. And a son of God who thinks like a man will struggle. And the job of principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in our places is to ensure that they generate from the system, generate from experiences, generate from news, influencing men and system to make sure you buy any lie that allows you not see yourself the way Christ sees you, but to see yourself through human natural narratives. You see yourself by, uh, some of you, your value comes from your education. You believe because you have a master's, you are better than somebody that didn't go to school. You know that people that think like that. Their value is based on their educational qualification. But that's not true. There are people who didn't go to school, they are doing better than those who went to school. I mean, some of you know that very well. But yet, it doesn't stop people from being, why do you think people think that way? It's because of the devil. There are people who feel that they are entitled to the wealth of this nation, that it's their primary right. Who makes them think that way? It's the devil. All these lying, oppressive behavior are generated from the wicked one, Satan himself. The devil understands. Because when Jesus defeated him, the only area and arena he can play as the tempter is to seek to influence and regulate. Are you paying attention? Yes, to seek and influence and regulate the minds of men and how they think. That's why some of you, you know the areas where you're struggling with in your spiritual growth? is those areas you are yet to accept the mind of Christ in that area. That's why you struggle. That's what it's called. That's why he introduced what is called the flesh. To keep you from operating according to your privileged position in Christ. It is human to walk in offense, but it's divine to forgive. You know that? That's why Jesus said, walk in love. Because it's part of the divine nature to walk in love. But when you walk in the flesh, Satan keeps you there so you will not engage the privilege of your position in Christ. Then guess what we do? You keep complaining. You know, when people complain about what's going on, you know, what's happening in the country, you know, now wow, everything don't go up, oh. <laughs> everything don't go up, oh. You know, there's a, there's a while of the devil behind that. Do you know that? Do you know it's not a mistake? There are wiles of the devil that has been spewed out as news every day. And people are hearing it, believing it, and acting according to it. Let me round up by saying this to you. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Oh, glory be to God. Despite our advantage in Christ, we still wrestle. This wrestling is with the line deposit of the enemy in the mind known as wiles. Wiles are line mindsets or mentalities. They represent the influence of the satanic nature in the mind and reasoning of men. Recall that the devil is a liar and the father of lies. Satan's nature is a lying nature. All wiles of the devil are based on his lies. Wiles are used, write this down, write this down, it will help you. Wiles are used by the devil to deceive 
and program the minds of men with disobedience and rebellion to God and his ways. The wives of the devil are used to deceive and program the minds of men with disobedience and rebellion to God and his way. That's why when you go through situations, one of the ways you will tell that there's a wire working in your mind is that instead of you to praise God, thank him, and trust him, you find it easier to worry. Hello? I hope you know there's a wire responsible for that. Yeah. You, you just find it more easier to worry, to complain. Meanwhile, the Bible says, do all things without murmuring. Is that not so? Yeah, murmuring means to complain. But, but something just wants you to complain, to worry. You hear a bad news. The Bible says, in all things, give thanks. That's truth. The world will say, why? What is good for this one that will give thanks? Do you understand what I mean? Wait, tell me, what is good for here now? What is, what, what's good here? What's good about this? But you see, I've always told you, when Satan tempts you, his temptation doesn't come announcing him as the one inside doing the tempting. He comes as a disguised package of reasoning that seems to make sense. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's what the devil does. So the wives of the devil, they usually come as disguised, packaged, subtle deceptions that seems to look logical, intelligent, humanly, you know, see the way he tempted Eve. Did God say that you should not eat of any tree that is in the garden? Eve said no. Because he was trying to test Eve's accuracy to the word. And he said no. God said we should eat of everything except the one in the middle. He said the day we eat, we will die. Definitum. Then he said, no, you, you will not die. He played down on what God said. He said, because God knows that if you eat of this tree, you will become like him. And you will know the difference between good and evil. See, this thing when it happened to you, you don't yet say your papa is sick. Why are you not worried? Christ more. Hey, stop. Think calm. Maybe he won't die now. No, not Jesus. Uh-huh. See, that's why you should worry. Call all your friends, call all your sister and your brother. Tell them, say, Papa Noel, tell them, Papa Noel. Papa Noel, oh, Papa Noel, oh. As you're crying, you're crying. You're not be doing wireless connection of crying. Oh, yeah, everybody, cry, cry everywhere. Cry, cry. In your head, the devil will convince you that this is how to show genuine care. Then, when, when you're not going to see your father and, and, and you, older people, they can perceive that you are feeling frustrated because of them. They can easily tell. All right, they can tell the way they look at you. And that's one thing my mother loves about me. There's nothing you do or show me that moves me. Once you come, I will counter with the word. I will counter with the word. When they say, they say, I like the way you talk. I say, yes, because that's what I see. I've told you, we know they carry a look. I'm training my children. Let the word guide what you use this, your eye, to see. There are some things I'm looking at, I am not seeing them. Because the word forbids me to see them or to notice them. Because if I do, it will go against my faith. So what do I do? In all things, I do what? I give thanks. It is the human thing to worry when you don't have money, but the divine thing is to give thanks. Do you understand that? Casting all your cares upon him because he cares. But you know what the wives of the devil will do to you? He'll just come play into your situation. If you're the type that likes to cry, you know that some of you ladies, you like to cry. You just love it. Any small thing, it's as if there's a tap by your ear. Prrr, just, yeah, yeah. Prrr. In fact, they will think they beat yourself. 
You'll be crying. Cry, just cry. Cry, finish. Cry. Some of you will even add special effect. Roll on the ground. And just scatter everywhere. Kick everywhere. Hey, hey, hey. Now, because somebody will catch you. Now you make you. They know somebody will catch you. Hey! All those dramas. Why? Why not convert them to speaking in tongues? Do you understand what I mean? Pray in the spirit. Praise God. Rebel against Satan. Because that while, listen to me, that while that is coming is an attempt by Satan to deceive and reprogram your mind with disobedience and rebellion to the ways of God. So you must resist it. When that thought comes to you that nothing good can come out of your life, just because you don't have a job now, there's this pattern of thought, because these are what the demons, that's what they do. Satan can tempt everybody at every time. He can only be in one place at a time. But his demons are scattered everywhere. You have this frustrating thought coming into your mind, telling you that because you don't have a job yet and, and, and the rent is coming, everything, all of a sudden you just have feeling frustrated, feeling depressed, feeling dejected. Then you now hear one thing in the news. In the news, like that thing in the news will now hyping the thing to the next level. You, don't, you forget that all these things are not happening by mistake. They are well coordinated. Did you hear what I said? meticulously coordinated assault in the minds of men. Write this down and I'll stop. The devil will always want you to downplay the word because he knows that that's your only insurance against him. Rise up on your feet. Father, we thank you. We'll give you all the praise for the word we've received. We pray this word will take root in our hearts and will begin to bear fruit in our lives in the name of Jesus. Lift up your offering. Father, we'll release our offering to you as an expression of our gratitude and faith in you as our source, supplier, sustainer, and succorer. Receive the expression of our worship and by faith, we'll begin to receive grace to abound unto every good works. In Jesus' name we pray. Are the quote ready? Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.